I'm a true champion. Gentlemen, I'm Aaron Nix. This is the WrestlePod YouTube channel and podcast. It's time to discuss last night's WWE Hell in a Cell. Sorry, it's a little bit late. Uh, people fucking around with times and all sorts. It just never stops, does it? It never stops. But as you know, I'm Aaron Nix and I'm here to discuss Hell in a Cell, as I've just mentioned. Now, Hell in a Cell last night was frankly the ultimate B pay per view to end all B pay per views, wasn't it? Let's be fair. Um, I was a little bit frustrated because. Everything that was on the card had either been done before or wasn't really something that I had even any kind of emotional interest in. It was very frustrating, actually, because I was kind of sitting there thinking, well, what's the fucking point? <laughs> it should have been called cool. WWE Helena, what's the fucking point? Because it just felt that way. It was dumb. Um, even in a pre-show, which I didn't watch because I'm not stupid, uh, Natalia defeats Mandy Rose. Singles match. Not a tag match. Not for the women's tag titles. No, just a singles match. It's like... I'm sorry. I think Natalia is fucking dreadful. She's so boring. You know, great in-ring worker, but literally zero charisma. And then you put her with Tamina, whose claim to fame is she's the daughter of a man who pretty much, albeit allegedly, murdered his fucking missus. Well, I mean, what do you want from me? Like, And also, it's like, this match is like 10 minutes long. Um, no. Fuck's sake, get your booking in order. However, the show opens proper with a women's hell in a cell. Bailey versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I actually thought this was easily, easily matching the night. Absolutely phenomenal. This is my favourite women's hell in a cell of all time. I know this is a small sample size because women haven't been doing hell in a cells that long. But, I mean, I love Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. That was definitely one of my favourites. But this, for me, is by far and away the best women's Hell in a Cell match. One of the better women's gimmick matches I've seen in recent memory. I love the story told here. And for me, this is the match that cements Bianca Belair as a serious champion that I can really take seriously. Because up until now, it's been kind of tacky. And dare I say, almost a little bit too stereotyped, you know? Like, everything that she does is just so unbelievable you know it's inconceivable that she would behave this way normally you know it just it just doesn't feel real to me it feels a little bit fake a little bit insulting but disingenuous is the word i'm probably looking for there um but this match was fantastic i love the storyline that was told i love the physicality of it and bailey is easily one of the real locker room leaders the real big mvps of the company and she's helped kick Bianca Belair into another gear. Because once Sasha Banks kind of left after WrestleMania to have a little break, I assume to do some filming as well for Star Wars, Mandalorian, all that good stuff, um, you kind of were worried that, right, okay, who's going to kind of step up and be that kind of, you know, great transitional opponent for Bianca Belair? But also, if you're going to be a transitional opponent, be the opponent that people remember as a genuine, credible win. Because you can throw anyone at a champion if needs be. However, if they don't build up credible wins, when they lose the title, it doesn't mean much. So this is going to help Bianca Belair in the long run. It's going to garner more sympathy for her as a babyface. And it's also going to give her an opportunity to pad her record with excellent wins and beating Bailey a few times over. And I, I must admit, before the show, I was one who was like, oh, I 
don't care why you're wrestling Bailey again. But inside Hell in a Cell gave it that edge. And I love the use of everything that was involved. A couple of moments I didn't particularly enjoy, particularly at the beginning of the match, when they got the steel chairs involved. And both women kind of had the option to grab steel chairs. Bailey picks up one. And then as Bianca Belair goes for the other one, Bailey turns her back on her and kicks it out. And then Bianca Belair just kind of slowly backs off. And I think, she's turned her back on you, just hit her immediately. It makes you look stupid. makes you look like a goober. That's, but that's a small critique because it wasn't something that went on for the whole match. It was just kind of in that moment. Um, but ultimately, obviously, Bianca Belair is going to retain. I love the Sunset Flip Powerbomb into the side of the cage, by the way, as well. That was fucking sick. There were some really good spots involved here. And I love the use of the hair as well. I love that she was whipping the steel chair trying to keep Betty away from her. Excellent. Absolutely phenomenal uh, for me, easily, match of the night. To be fair, the show continued really well. Seth Rollins... And Cesaro, that was a great match. Was it a big pay-per-view style match? Not really, especially as we've already seen it a couple of times and we've already seen it on a grander stage. But that being said, um, it was excellent. You know you know that these guys are going to go out there and deliver a phenomenal matchup. I find it really hilarious that in this day and age, people can genuinely think someone like Kenny Omega or even guys, other guys in WWE are, you know, the best wrestlers going. Um... You know, because ultimately, it just, you know, it's, I just think it's a little bit of a fallacy. And I think it's, frankly, a bit stupid, you know, that you can say that when you've got guys like this who can perform on this level. This was a phenomenal matchup. And I thought, because they were building the story on really well, and maybe that's credit, credit to the commentary team. By the way, Michael Cole is so much more uh, competent when he's got Pat McAfee at ringside. Pat McAfee is the MVP of commentary right now for WWE outside of NXT, of course. Uh, he's just fucking awesome. And he sold this really well. And obviously they kept mentioning the fact, oh, Cesaro, going for the hat trick here. And I thought, for all the people who were kind of shitting on him a little bit or saying that he doesn't get pushed enough because he had the very kind of brief flirtation with Roman Reigns, albeit a fucking fantastic one. And we've even had Mick Foley down on his knees begging for it. Like, please, please give him a title shot. Please push him more. Um, yeah, I thought it was excellent. Uh, and it was actually a bit of a surprise that Seth Rollins got the win here, albeit very sneakily. Um, but it's still something that you would expect from Seth Rollins' character. I just want to see a little bit more from Seth Rollins. Like, you know he's a great worker. And I kind of like the unhinged idiot gimmick with the crazy suits. And, the you know, he's kind of toned down the Messiah thing a little bit. Um, but I want to see, like, nuances and layers to things. I don't know. It's a very difficult thing. And I'm asking for, you know, frankly, I'm asking for ice water in hell, aren't I, really? Because, you know, let's be fair. WWE doesn't do layers and nuances anymore. And if they do, well... It's normally on NXT or something of that nature, isn't it? Let's be fair. It's not going to be done on the main roster because it's all about what can we give them now, now, now. But ultimately, great match. Really loved it. And I thought, this is a really good pay-per-view. I'm really enjoying this. Two fantastic matches. And then WWE has their mandatory, we're going to shit the fucking bed moment they do on all these pay-per-views. We've had a zombie match, which fucked everything up and derailed everything. We've had all kinds of cinematic garbage. And here we have this. Alexa Bliss who is, for all intents and purposes, a very, 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 very hot, but very small woman, versus an absolute stone-cold killer, an MMA legit shooter in Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, at one point, was one of the top 10 ranked MMA women 
fighters. Um, excuse my sort of, I'm not big on MMA as you can tell, but I know this. She was one of the top 10 women's fighters in MMA in the world. She was ranked in the top 10. That's a pretty big deal. You know, to say that like you're top 10 in a field of essentially the most dangerous martial artists that fight professionally, it's very cool. And here she is against Alexa Bliss. We love Alexa Bliss. The gimmick fucking sucks, okay? And this match fucking sucked. And they tried their best to make this less paranormal, less stupid, less fake, which is what it fucking was, but not enough. You gotta do this hokey shit. You know, Nia Jax is at ringside and, you know, Reginald's like, oh, don't, don't look into her eyes, don't look into her eyes. And then Nia Jax does look into her eyes and she's able to control Nia Jax and make her slap Reggie and that causes a distraction. And Even with all the distractions, Shayna Baszler could knock you the fuck out in 10 seconds. Now, I know people are going to make this argument, oh, well, there's loads of people who can do that. You know, when Big Show wrestled, he could punch people once and blah, blah, blah. To be fair, for the majority of his career, he was presented that way. Or in some form or fashion. And when he wasn't, you at least understood why he wasn't necessarily in the strongest position. You know, and ultimately, this is so fake, it's embarrassing. And it's fucking embarrassing that you can't push Shayna Baszler when she has got all the tools. She's a great promo. She looks like an absolute fucking menace. She walks into a room and you go, she's going to fuck shit up. She's got that look about her. She's got the great look. Vince McMahon is a fucking clueless, donkey-raping twat. I'm so fucking tired of his bullshit when it comes to things like this. That old teethy Kevin Dunn, who clearly doesn't have a fucking clue and is probably having an epileptic seizure because he goes for about 45 camera cuts per minute. You're embarrassing yourself to have a quality talent like Shayna Baszler. And I don't dislike Alexa Bliss. She's very credible and she's a very good wrestler. And she's trying her hardest. But this is fucking garbage. It's so bad. Like... It's okay for a little bit because you're like, oh, Alexa Bliss is really hot. Yeah, yeah, no, no, she's really hot. And now you're just like, okay, that's worn off now. So what else have you got? Oh, nothing. Oh, she can control the circus performer at ringside. What? Oh, she can make the lights go. Oh, Lily's in timeout. So Lily's like, this is a fucking retard's version of some fucking awful bullshit C-list horror movie crap. And do you know what? I've realized something. They want to make movies. That's what they want to do. I'm on to you now, WWE. They're not interested in actually making wrestling. They want to make genuine bullshit Hollywood movies. What? Look at the Army of the Dead stuff they did with The Miz, you know, and uh, Damien Priest. It speaks for itself. It's fucking pathetic. This was fake. It was stupid. And I would have forgiven it slightly if Shane Bates were one. But no, Alexa Bless has got to go over as well. Because Vince McMahon's got a chubby for women who basically present themselves as children playing with dolls, apparently. Which is not surprising for a man who probably wanted to bang the ass off his own daughter, judging by some of the storylines that he suggested. Um, not to mention bestiality sex. Who can forget that with Kurt Angle and Booker T's wife? Hey, hey, hey. It was a fucking embarrassment. And a waste of my fucking time. And it soured me for the rest of the show. And that's a shame because actually the rest of the show kind of got back on track a little bit. Next match after this, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Great stuff. However, I've seen it 50 times. And I liked it. And it was fairly short as well. I think it was only about, what, seven minutes or something? Like oh, no, wait, that was the uh, match before. It was 12 minutes 40, which isn't too bad. You know, you, these guys could go for twice then. You'd still be invested. But I just felt a little bit like... Oh, Great, 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn again. They're destined to fight forever is the kind of catchphrase that people say with things like this. And I understand that. Um, but for me, I was just like, next please. <laughs> you know, Sami Zayn gets the win though. Fairly good. Fairly impressive. I was really surprised by that because you wouldn't genuinely expect um, Sami Zayn to get a win here because Kevin Owens just feels like a really... By the way, Kevin Owens lost some weight, looking fantastic. I've always thought that Kevin Owens looks like a great powerhouse, even when people were being cunts and fat shaming him. Um, but he is looking absolutely huge at the moment. Massive shoulders, big arms. He's obviously working very hard. Love all the tattoos and that. He's just got a great look. Kevin Owens has got some of the best matches out of people I've ever seen. And by the way, Roman Reigns is fucking incredible as the big main event talent in this company simply because of people like Kevin Owens who are willing to go to extraordinary lengths to make him look as good as he is. Um, yeah, it was fine. It is what it is. Great indie match, but what are you going to do? Penultimate match, Women's Championship. Raw Women's Championship. Fine match. Terrible fucking ending. I don't know who booked the ending. That pissed me off. Charlotte Flair, obviously, going after Rhea Ripley and her title. And she kind of started off playing the sort of more mature thing. It was like rookie. And she's like, lesson one, lesson two. Charlotte Flair, by the way, is so good at being a condescending prick. She's so good at that. She is a masterful heel. And it makes me laugh because everyone's on the internet hating. Oh, fucking Charlotte Flair's always going to... Actually, Charlotte Flair has been jobbing out like crazy lately. Albeit in silly ways like countouts and things of that nature. And even here, she couldn't get a clean win. She wins uh, by disqualification. Um, because Rhea Ripley just basically goes a bit radio rental. That means they can get more mileage out of it, probably all the way through to SummerSlam, if I know them. You've got Money in a Bank, I think, next, which is their first return to pay-per-view in front of fans. Um, the match was fine, I really enjoyed it, but I hated this, and what it does is it just, what you're doing is you're fueling more fire to the internet and their idiocy anyway, and I get it, you kind of want to wind them up really, so in some ways it's probably a smart way to get more heat on Charlotte Flair, but Rhea Ripley needs to get a win back, you know? This is one of the few times where 50-50 booking actually would be quite fucking useful. And Rhea Ripley needs that big marquee win because you've buried Asuka so much that it doesn't mean anything that she's beaten Asuka. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. That breaks my heart because last year, Asuka was my wrestler of the year. I gave her that on the WrestlePlug Awards at the end of the year because what she did, especially for that entire year of a pandemic, was utterly incredible. She found so many different levels, so many different layers and nuances to her character to, you know, really keep herself interesting and intriguing and funny at times as well. And then they just shit the bed and had her buried like crazy because Vince McMahon probably thinks that, you know, I don't know, he probably just hates her because she's Japanese because he's a fucking twat. Um, but this just doesn't help matters. It's a cheap, tacky, kind of nasty end to a match. And when you know that there's only one match left, that leaves an even more bitter taste in your mouth as a wrestling fan. And of course, the main event, I mean, at least Rhea Ripley's still champion, so there's that. But in the main event, the last chance, Hell in a Cell. Now, this kind of annoyed me because I don't know why. Maybe someone can tell me or maybe there was something going on. But, you know, I don't really read the dirt sheets because I'm not a fucking loser. I have a life. Sorry, guys. Like, you know, I'm sure somebody will message me after they listen to this. Go, oh, yes. So-and-so. You know, this room, whatever. I don't give a shit. But there was no Roman Reigns, Rey Mysterio because they did it on SmackDown instead. No, admittedly, it was fucking great. Um, So we were left with this. Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley again. Again. And I get it. It's last chance. 
But my God, I was sitting there thinking, I swear to God, like, you know, and this went on quite a while as well. It's like 25, 30 minutes. I was just like, oh, please wrap it up, lads. Like, it was fine. It was a good match. It was really physical. And God bless Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. They went out there and they threw everything they could at it to make it stick. But the problem is, they could have had a five-star match. I don't care. I just don't care. I've seen it so many times. And what they've done is they've massively oversaturated Drew McIntyre just in the same way they did with Roman Reigns when he was a face, just like they did with John Cena when he was a face. They're trying to make Drew McIntyre kind of like this new big face of at least Raw, while Roman Reigns is obviously dominating on SmackDown. And it hasn't worked because he's not allowed to really express himself that well. When he does, he's very funny and he makes these little in-jokes, like when he made the whole train joke about, you know, Bobby Lashley, and that was great. But... Oh, Jesus. He just started dragging a little bit, and I thought, please wrap it up. We all know Bobby Lashley's going to win. I, there were some spots I really liked when MVP managed to worm his way in um, because the referee got knocked out, which was really clever, and then they just randomly locked him in. I thought, a bit racist that you've just decided to lock the black guys in here regardless, but never mind. I'm joking, by the way. Don't take it so fucking seriously. Um, and, yeah, no, it was... <laughs> You know, I liked it. Drew, Drew's like stood behind him like, oh, you dead now. Or as I like to say, there's no way you blew your bastard. So, you know, I, it had some stuff to it. And I thought, oh, man, if this had been earlier in the rivalry, if this had kind of like been, you know, if they hadn't had so many pay-per-view matches already with WrestleMania and then WrestleMania Backlash as well, I would have been like, ooh, you know, but I've been oversaturated. I've been given too much of this too soon. Um, the only good thing about Drew losing this match, which of course he was going to lose, thanks to shenanigans of sorts the only good thing about that is drew won't be in the title scene now or at least not until bobby lashley loses it and um, you've got to think it's got to be bobby lashley versus brock lesnar next that has to be the big marquee matchup if you have a wrestlemania marquee that has john cena versus roman reigns which is what we're alleged to get and then on the flip side you've got brock lesnar versus bobby lashley oh, that's gonna make a lot of money that's gonna sell a lot of tickets and I'll tell you what, I would absolutely much rather, much rather, excuse me, watch that than ever watch anything with Kenny Omega versus a guy with his hands in his pockets. Sorry, that's not a fucking draw. And if you think that's a main event, well, you're a twat. Simple as that. So unsubscribe, go away, and leave the wrestling to the real adults. Um, yeah, no. It's a shame because other than the Alexa Bliss match, everything was just fine. But that was the problem. Um, it was just fine. Nothing moved the needle, despite the wrestling being really high quality. However, WWE gets shit on a lot. This is crap, this is crap. Bad booking decisions. And there were some things here. But overall, this was actually really fucking solid. You can't really win. Because, or WWE can't really win. Because, you know, people say, oh, it's not enough wrestling, it's too much hokey bullshit. So they actually gave us a lot of wrestling on the show. And what's everyone saying? It was fucking boring, it didn't do anything. Okay, so if they'd gone out and done a load of stupid, crazy shenanigans and cinematic stuff and everything else in between and changed titles around, then what? Oh, fucking bullshit. Oh, where was the fucking wrestling? You had all these great wrestlers on here. The internet. You're the ones who always keep saying, I want Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. I want Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I want these kind of matches. Well, you got those kind of matches on top of that. And also, even high-level marquee matches, like the Hell in a Cell matches, were actually really fucking good quality matches. The problem is it just didn't move the needle. It didn't need to be here. And by the way, the Hell in a Cell match is a joke now. doesn't matter how good these matches are. Having Hell in a Cell as an actual pay-per-view is the most 
fucking stupidest, retarded decision they've had in terms of gimmick matches. It has completely annihilated, watered down, and ruined the concept of any kind of gimmick match. Sorry, lads. It is what it is. Before we go, just one interaction to speak of, and I always say to people at WrestlePlug if you want to have your say. Uh, my good brother at Choked Goat on Twitter, Choked Goat Gaming. You can find him on Twitter, Instagram. Really fucking cool guy. Uh, takes a real good look at retro uh, video games, which is very very cool, as well as uh, modern games as well. Um, he says that last night's show was it just was <laughs> wrestling wasn't bad. Some of the matches flowed well. Just really tough to get behind things and feel that. Big fight feel. Yeah, I completely understand that. I do need to see the Bianca Bailey match as I was putting Kilo to bed during that, but the rest of the show needs more spark behind it. Roman and Ray had more of that and they gave that away on Friday night. Yeah, that was a ratings grab, wasn't it? Um, can't disagree with anything you've said, to be honest, mate, and I appreciate you sending in your interactions as the lone individual this week. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. And by the way, if you are watching, which I know you will be because you're a good brother like that, Bianca versus Bailey was, for my money, by far and away the best match of the night. I really thought it was fantastic. However, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up a rather succinct and rather short Hell in a Cell podcast for you guys, whether you're listening to it, uh, wherever you can get podcasts, you can listen to us. Uh, or if you're watching it on YouTube, which is unfortunate because you have to stare at this mug and I'm hungover and I'm sore as fuck from taking chair shots and all sorts from wrestling on the weekend. So it is what it is. Um, but shout out to my boy, Cameron Cream, you bastard. Um, but yeah, ultimately, hopefully you've enjoyed this. Hopefully it's worth a subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, don't forget to like and comment, guys. I've been Aaron Nix and I'll catch you very soon for more content from the WrestlePlug.